Hello, Puffs, and welcome back to your regularly hosted podcast by Ellie and Dulce. <laughs> Improv on the spot. Love it. Today, we're going to be talking about what specifically? <laughs> so it's an interesting topic that I've actually been seeing floating around social media a lot. And so I thought it would be even more so interesting to talk about it here. It's a question asking why do we think our grandparents generation i feel like i worded that very weirdly why do we think the marriages in our grandparents generation lasted longer than they're lasting now so when i first told ellie this question she thought about damn i really can't we can't brainy today i know okay so like whenever you had asked me this question about why do we think our grandparents relationships lasted longer than they do now the way i thought about the question was why do they why do they work why did they oh my gosh <laughs> that everything's gonna be fun <laughs> why did they work out better than they do now which is why i was confused with the question because i was just like i don't know if, i wouldn't say that they worked out better back then which is why i had such a hard time thinking of an answer to that but then you kind of like elaborated more to the question so then i was just like yeah okay that makes more sense right and i wanted to bring that up in case anybody else thought of the question in the same sense that you did mm -hmm. i don't think it's meant in that sense you know why did they work out then and they're not working out now mm -hmm. no i think it's just simple why do you think people stayed married longer back then more so than they do now so what would you say you think would be the reason I think one of them is that more people nowadays are a little bit more open in terms of religious values, at least for some people. Because for um, like back then, I feel like more people held more religious standards and they held that standard of once you're married, you're married. You're never going to get divorced to that person. Only way you'll ever leave that person is if death, death. do you part, you know. <laughs> and i think people took that very seriously back then compared to they how they do now granted there are still people who have that traditional value still but i feel like it's a lot less people compared to back then so people are more open to divorces and just having a relationship and never getting married you know that kind of thing mm -hmm. it's obviously i would say almost impossible to pinpoint exactly the reasons but i think in my opinion, I have the top three. So one of the ones I think is because just like we talk about a lot in this podcast, women empowerment, I feel like women are so much more empowered now than they were even in our grandparents' time. And we actually talked about this specific topic, I think it was in the marriage episode, where a lot of women felt stuck or not even felt but they were stuck because financial reasons mainly because you know back then it was a lot harder for women to get jobs to be financially stable on their own if you actually look it up it's crazy how not that long ago as a woman you couldn't even have a bank account mm -hmm. without your husband so what about the women that weren't married 
Right. You know, like, I don't know, but it's just crazy. And I think, in my opinion, that's probably the top one. That once women got married, there was just no way for them to leave, even if they wanted to. Mm -hmm. And I feel now it's a lot easier to do so. And so if there's an abusive relationship, toxic relationship, women feel more comfortable with being like, okay, it's better if I leave than to stay in this yeah they understand they have other options right in my opinion i don't know i would say that's probably the top one yeah and then we were also kind of touching this topic too a little earlier about how apart from that being able to find financial stability themselves there's a lot more resources to help them out too to get out than they did back then and there's more awareness there's more I guess, activism towards those things that kept women in those kinds of relationships. Everybody's more open to talk about their past abuse or if they're in a current abusive relationship, there's a lot of places that they can go to to reach out for help in order to get out of those kinds of situations. Those conversations, those topics, and just overall, there's more resources to help people in those situations get out and stay out of those things Mm -hmm. and we were also touching on the topic of financially there is more assistance through the government now granted it's not enough i will say that i did see that firsthand whenever i used to work with my past clients whenever most of them that came to me didn't really have a lot of financial stability so i would help them apply for like food stamps those kinds of things just financial resources and i was kind of brushing up on this so they have like a maximum limit of how much you can make per month or per year Mm -hmm. right so let's say like for you and noah the most that you can make and then that they will stop helping you you can't make more than 2500 a month for me to be able to apply for what? For food stamps? Yeah, for for SNAP benefits, right? This is for the state of Texas, of course. You know how you were going to help me not too long ago to apply? Yeah. I guess good thing I didn't because I think I do make more than that. Bruh. Yeah, so like 2500 a month. That's you can't crazy. Make, you can't make more than thirty grand a year. And that makes no sense. How the fuck are you supposed to live off thirty grand a year having to pay off all your bills? That doesn't make sense. Like there's a huge gap in there. That doesn't help you cover the cost of your rent or your mortgage, all the groceries, your utilities, gas, all mm-hmm. of that. Not to mention daycare or school stuff don't even get me started on daycare yeah (laughs) daycare is so expensive i mean along with anything with everything else so it's probably safe to say those rules were set a few years back and haven't been updated because Mm -hmm. more so back then 2500 a month was really reasonable and you were probably safe to say comfortable Mm -hmm. not living a luxurious life but like you were able to make your bills and maybe have a few a few hundred or not even a couple hundred maybe in a month to maybe like go out to eat and things like that. But now mm-hmm. I feel like the new minimum wage is like 20 an hour. Because mm-hmm. I know people that make like 20 an hour and are still living paycheck to paycheck. Right. No, they do actually update these like uh, monthly minimums or maximums. Mm-hmm. I mean, they update them yearly. So really? it changes yearly. Yeah. <laughs> so I just imagining that if on a salary like let's say the requirements that they are now and how my mom raised four girls she had some assistance from my dad right but obviously 
we know like we spend most of our time with my mom because we spent what like what's 14 minus 3 11 oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> so out of 14 days we would spend 11 days with my mom my bad there you go. right so according to like their regulations now she wouldn't have been able to make more than she wouldn't have been able to make more than 4400 a month so that translates to 52 grand a year basically so if she had made more than 52 grand which i'm not sure if she did she probably was around there because apart from working her regular four, nine to five and everything well she it wasn't really a nine to five it was more like a six to six kind of thing <laughs> she was working 12 hour shifts she was working full time for the school district and on top of that she was working side jobs at the same time too um so at one point like she was probably like doing three jobs at once and so obviously it probably would have told totaled up to maybe around that same amount mm -hmm. and they wouldn't have been able to help her anymore so you basically have to kill yourself work yourself to death so that you can make it out of that poverty level but as soon as you're out of that little line you make two hundred dollars more <laughs> you're, they're like now nah, you're good yeah like oh you make enough <laughs> bitch how like i'm sh like they're struggling to like make payments how the fuck are they good now they're nowhere near stable right and we were actually talking about this a little off air how a lot of people are quick to be with their little trigger fingers online and be like well if you can't afford to have kids then you shouldn't have them and although that statement has a little bit of truth like i don't think a parent should just sit at home all day every day and expect somebody else to take care of your kids but like your mom she's literally working her ass off working three jobs at once just to make ends meet she should have some sort of support if she can't meet the bare minimum because of all that money that the government takes from us mm -hmm. the government has done such a phenomenal job at brainwashing us well i don't like using the term brainwashing but you know what i mean like yeah. making us think or making us be okay with them taking so much money from us like we get taxed up the ass like for everything when you get paid you get taxed when you buy anything you get taxed when you own anything you get taxed yearly mm -hmm. on those properties you know it's ridiculous and for people or the government whoever is doing it for us to get shamed about requesting assistance from that same money that you're taking from me is ridiculous to mm -hmm. me and then their excuses they don't have enough money bitch where does the money go then because <laughs> how the fuck are you making so much money off people yet you're trillion dollars in debt like make that make sense right like where the fuck is this money going then and i understand some money obviously needs to be taken away from us in order for things to run but like i said for us to or for people to be shamed when getting that help when it's a working adult is ridiculous to mm -hmm. me and a lot of the times people use that to get back on their feet yeah like i get it you know those people that you know the freeloaders that ones that are like non-stop on whatever kind of assistance and mm -hmm. they just don't try to get better i get why people want to fight that but a lot of people just need that assistance temporarily just to get back on their feet right so to shame anybody that's doing so to me is crazy yeah especially if they're working like i said because that's 
literally money that was taken from them right to begin with right like it's total bullshit it's and on their money mm-hmm. and on top of that i do feel like those kinds of resources or that kind of assistance it's only meant to help people survive but it's not meant to help them thrive and there's a huge difference like they'll give you on average whenever i used to work with like my clients and whatnot on average i would probably see people maybe getting like 50 bucks a month from snap benefits that doesn't even cover groceries for a fucking week how the fuck is 50 dollars supposed to help 50 dollars is literally like a gallon of milk one like meat packet and like two pieces of fruit i know (laughs) and even yeah that may be pushing it that may Mm -hmm. be more than 50 like crazy it makes no fucking sense how the fuck is 50 dollars supposed to help like it doesn't it really doesn't and it's it's so frustrating seeing that kind of thing and especially whenever you want to do more for the for to help people you know to like thrive and to be better right and all you can do is just help them survive and it's just so frustrating yeah you know it's so popular in social media to see and it's true the world the way it's set up it's meant for the low to stay low and the high to just get higher Mm -hmm. it's a very very large gap between the poor and the rich right and we're just over here dying we're not dying but I mean, some people are, but, Mm -hmm. you know, just struggling to survive. And then the richest of the rich. I mean, I was watching this video. um, I don't know if you've ever seen them. It's like almost of a time lapse of it's of different things. But I was watching a specific one that said richest people in the world at the time. And it starts from like 1990. And it's like each year. Mm -hmm. And the graph moves with their name to like how much money they're worth. And I mean, everyone knows this, like the 1%. It's crazy to me how one one singular person can make like 200 billion dollars mm-hmm. a year i don't know if you ever seen those videos where like people break up the math yeah. and it's like freaking they're getting paid like re- like ridiculous numbers like 100 million a, uh, an hour mm-hmm. or something like that right and i get it like they probably did do a lot a lot of hard work to get where they're where they are but all this money they're obtaining now is just the sweat and hard work of everyone else Mm -hmm. and then on top of that i feel like the government has also failed us in terms of education too because whenever you go to school the government (laughs) is particularly public school okay they teach kids how to be workers that's what they're teaching they say okay this is your schedule this is your task do this this and this learn this this and this there's no actual critical thinking that they're letting the kids do they don't give let them have a mind of their own make a create a plan of their own and do whatever it is that they're truly meant to do for their life purpose right and monetize off of it they don't help them grow in that sense they just all they want to do is create workers for society for the rich people who are already rich and give them labor workers that's pretty much it Mm mm-hmm who question nothing because I don't know if you've noticed to thrive and be good at what to find something that you love and do it as a job you have to take a lot of risk Mm -hmm. and with those risks come a lot of rejection like you're going to get a lot of rejection until you find what you need to find and in school we are taught that mistakes are bad 
Right. You cannot make a mistake because that is bad. Mm -hmm. If you make a mistake, you will fail a class. If you fail too many classes, you're out of school. And like, that is the worst thing that you can do. Right. And they make us have this mentality and that whenever we get older, we come into the real life. We're scared to make those mistakes because we've been taught that they're bad, they're bad, they're bad. And so all these people who want to make their passion, their dreams, a reality, a job, income for them they're scared right because of all this rejection of these mistakes because obviously when you're all when you're first starting off it's going to be nothing but mistakes right and it's going to be nothing but relearning and reteaching and you know just over and over again it's the journey right mm -hmm. it's what it is but because we've been in school for so many years and we've just been it's been drilled into our heads that mistakes are bad I feel like that's why a lot of people also give up. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that one because especially whenever we both kind of started out with this journey and we wanted to kind of like break free from the typical nine to five, you know, we're trying to build ourselves up. Whenever I was starting, particularly with my art, I was very fearful to even start because of my fear of being rejected of like oh people saying oh we don't want to like buy that stuff or we don't like the art or whatever mm -hmm. you know like that fear of failing is what kept me from even starting right you know i was just like well if i make a mistake and i don't make sales like on my first day then i failed right you know? like you expect it to be from one day to the other right and if it doesn't happen that way you're a failure mm -hmm. but i feel like that's also the picture that's portrayed for us right yeah like it if it's not happening fast enough then move on then just give up you know? <laughs> go find a real job that right. just guarantees you 60k a year mm -hmm. because that's good pay yeah and it may be but if it's not your passion and it's not truly what you want to do then i mean it's really like, think about it. Is 60K a year really worth a life of misery? Think about it. Yeah. You know. And to be fair, it's kind of quick. It's kind of easy to just get caught in that 9 to 5 life. Because before working, like, in an office setting, we were both working at Chipotle, right? And I remember whenever I was working there, I was just like, man, I just want an office job. You know, like, I want a job with, like, good pay and whatnot. And eventually, that's what I ended up getting. I got my nine to five, you know, with a pretty good salary. Careful what you wish for. Right. <laughs> and by all means, like, I loved the work, but I knew that that wasn't for me. You know, it wasn't that the job made me miserable, but my lack of fulfillment in my own purpose is what made me miserable. You know, so to me, at the end, that 40K a year, which just was not worth it yeah you know and i feel like it's good though that you got that job because had you not got that job you wouldn't have scratched the itch mm -hmm. and maybe or the thought of oh well i haven't worked an office job maybe that would have worked out right and it's always that what if mm -hmm. that's what i love about and that's what i always say about i love having all the experience i have because people always tell me oh you've had so many jobs like that's not good or my mom would tell me like you can't just quit a job and leave like that looks mm -hmm. bad first of all i'm not putting every single job i've had in a resume my resume would be five pages long like mm -hmm. i would put the ones that either gave me the best experience or the ones i would stay at the longest like i'm gonna build myself up too you know but with all that i have scratched so many itches and i don't have that what if mm -hmm. like well i haven't tried this what if i would have liked it i haven't tried this what if i would have been successful no like i've tried so many different things i feel like in a sense i've done something similar similar to that not in the sense of work-wise but school-wise 
because whenever I was in school, I switched majors, I think about three times. And I remember whenever getting out of college, I was, I mean, getting out of college, getting out of high school, I was like, fuck, I need to have my shit together. I need to know what I want to do for the rest of my life and everything, especially because apart from like having that drilled to you in school, like people always ask me like, oh, what do you want to do? What do you want to study? Shit like that. You know, apart from that, I was actually hearing that at home too, you know, and not to say that this was I'm not trying to call my dad out either but he was one of the people of like saying like well you need to know what you want to do like you can't just be jumping from like wasting money doing a major on one thing and then saying like oh you don't want to do that no more jumping to another one and i'm like i get that like financially like yeah you kind of spend a lot of money trying to do one major and then you're halfway through you figure out that you don't want it but at the same time I wouldn't have known that I didn't like it unless I tried it. Right. You know? And it's not your fault that colleges charge thousands of dollars for a single major. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. That's out of your control. Right. Because I remember whenever I first went in, I started off as an art major. And then I went into a business major. And then I switched to education major. And then I finally switched to a psychology major. Ah, so you've actually switched four times. <laughs> I switched four times. Yeah, so I jumped around and I kind of like got a glimpse of everything that I wanted to try out. And eventually kind of figured out what I wanted to do. And essentially, in a sense, I'm not saying that I don't want to do, that I don't want to do one of those things. But actually, I feel like I'm very broad in that sense i want to be able to do all of those things Mm -hmm. in some particular way right and i kind of do in a sense you know because one i am doing my art stuff and i'm including stuff from my business major into selling my art right and on top of that i still use what i've learned from my psychology major mostly for like personal reasons i had used my what i learned whenever i had switched my degree to education i used that to teach myself different skills that i was personally interested in and that i thought would help me in certain aspects of my life and not just that but i've also used that to teach other people things like my niece and my nephew they would come to me sometimes because they needed help with their homework particularly for math that was always the best the subject that i was best at whenever i was in school and that's one of the subjects that i particularly enjoyed learning about and my niece would come to me the most for help with my with her math homework and she was getting ready for her tax test and everything and we were doing multiplication and she had a hard time remembering her times tables and we were working one day particularly with the multiples of nine and she kept trying to reference back to her times table that she had in one of her notebooks and i had ended up teaching her a different method to remember it which i was kind of proud of to do because even though math is still the same the methods that they use to teach math are different now and so i'm not sure if everybody's familiar with this but like the whenever you use your fingers to count your multiples of nine so like let's say you're doing nine times three you put your your third finger down everything on the left is your tens everything on the right is your ones so i ended up teaching her that and she hadn't learned that in school yet so i was kind of happy that i got to show her that kind of thing Mm -hmm. it is a pretty cool trip yeah yeah i actually had fun being able to show her all of these things And it kind of gave me some time to refresh my mind of all of these formulas and all of these like algebraic expressions and whatnot. And it's just, 
it kind of took me back because I enjoyed it and it gave me another chance to do it again. Yeah. And then that to put your teaching methods right. into real life use. Right, right. So I wouldn't say that my time with education went to waste because I did use it in my own personal use. The only reason other people might consider that my time was wasted was because I didn't use it in societal standards. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't get a whole degree with it. I didn't go into teaching. I didn't become a teacher or a teacher assistant, that kind of thing, Mm -hmm. you know, but I wouldn't say that it was a waste of my time. Yeah, no, for sure. I Mm -hmm. feel like when we're speaking on that topic people forget that things that you learn in school especially college because i feel like that's the more practical things that we use because let's be real almost everything that we use in high school to me is so useless Mm -hmm. in, in my opinion in my humble opinion you know but yeah just because you don't put you don't put it into a professional standard or professional way in a career it does not mean it went to waste at the end of the day you gained knowledge and knowledge is something no one can take away from you right and you can put into use in so many different ways so i mean i get why people would say that you wasted time and money but at the same time if you see it in a different perspective you didn't waste Mm -hmm. time maybe money yes (laughs) yeah but not really time i i don't see it that way you know i mean i used to back then not gonna lie but now that we see life in a different way we're Mm -hmm. maturing or whatever Mm -hmm. you know i see it differently yeah and i actually had that particular same mindset as well whenever i was younger whenever i was still in school trying to earn a degree in those particular majors whenever i kept switching whenever you're coming out of school it was so drilled into my brain you have to choose one and you have to stick with it because if you keep switching you're just wasting your time and that was so drilled into my brain especially whenever i was coming out of high school and that pressure and that stress was just not helping you know i was still trying to figure out what it is that i like because bro that's the thing like at 18 Mm-hmm. You're you don't even know who you are as a person. Yeah, how the hell are you supposed to know what you want to do for the rest of your 60, 70 years of life? Exactly, especially in the states. I say that because obviously schooling is different everywhere and I know like I can only speak from where I know and Mexico is diferente because even in middle school, high school, you're exposed to scenarios to where you're going to put your career to use. And so people over there have more of an idea of what they want to do because they're exposed to it. Here in the States, we don't get exposed to shit. So how Mm -hmm. are you, as far as like work-wise, you know, how are you supposed to know what you like? How are you supposed to know medicine is what you want to go into? How are you supposed to know you want to be a mechanic? You love cars. Unless, I feel like, of course, there's people that know from the moment they're born. A lot of them, I feel like it's because of family thing, because they've mm-hmm. been exposed through their family, and so they know they enjoy it. Right. Others is because maybe they got a job in high school, and so they know they love that. But those are experiences you gain from yourself or your family. Mm-hmm. I feel like the school system does a really poor job in exposure. Mm-hmm. You know, And how are you supposed to know what you want to do for the rest of your life when you have zero exposure to anything (laughs) right it's like you don't get the chance to know yourself whenever you're in middle school high school so we're forced to use 
our college years to learn what we want right. to learn about ourselves mm -hmm. so it they kind of flip that around where it's supposed to be you're supposed to learn that first and then you go into whatever you want right and on top of that degrees are were a lot more glorified back then and i understandably so because for the most part you did need a degree back then in order to have a good paying professional job that would get you out of your minimum wage job but at the, but now you have a degree i mean and i'm speaking for per, from personal experience in this part you have a degree and you can't even get a good paying job you're stuck still getting paid minimum wage a mm -hmm. uh, mediocre job exactly and on top of that it's not even in the field that you want right like let's say okay at least i'm getting paid minimum wage but i have a food foot in the door in my field so mm -hmm. i know i can move up a lot of the times that of stories i hear about this one i can't speak on personal experience but i have heard firsthand of people that have graduated with their full-on degree and can't even get their foot in the door on mm -hmm. a minimum wage job on the career they graduated in right so it's a lot of the times they get their foot in the door into a good career because of their degree but in something that has nothing to do with what they study just because you have a degree right they glorify a degree more than they glorify the experience and granted yes i understand it gives you some sort of exposure in but only to a limited amount because mm -hmm. it gives you kind of you're in a classroom you're only learning what that classroom is able to provide for you but experience first-hand experience gives you something that a classroom will never be able to give you exactly and that's why you need hand in hand so it of course the perfect perfect mixture is a lot of experience with a degree mm -hmm. but a lot of the times obviously first graduated college students don't have those years of experience and then i also have known of people who are older who have been in the field but because they don't have that degree they can't get that high paying high classified job because mm -hmm. of that dang paper but they know exactly what they're doing and they know way more right than the people that have the degree yes when it's like that i'm like why yeah that is so to me the way that's set up it's like meant for you to fail if you didn't go by what society wants you to do which right is so dumb because if you are an expert and you know they know what they're doing mm -hmm. why wouldn't you give them that job just because they don't have a little paper in a frame right to me that's very dumb right i completely agree with that whole statement and i'm actually recently watching this show called suits i do recommend people watching it if you're looking for something to watch It is about this uh, guy who's incredibly smart and he finds a way to get himself into working into a law firm without ever taking the bar exam and basically gets his way up there and without a degree and he still manages to do that and yet he's one of the best people in that firm. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's astonishing because even though it is a tv show i'm sure there's people that have done that particular kind of thing oh yeah and i'm sure with any field there are certain people that are just born with certain gifts mm -hmm. to be fair yes some degrees or some professions you do need that degree mm -hmm. but to diminish someone's i don't even know how to say it, to diminish someone's knowledge and expertise just because they don't have a piece of paper yeah or not even letting them reach their full their full potential because they don't have a single paper right especially when a lot of those things have to do with money and time mm -hmm. a lot of those people 
maybe just did not have the opportunity to go to college but that doesn't a lot of the times those people are the smartest right you know and the, a lot of the time um well at least how i see it a lot of the time those types of people understand what it means to work hard because they've had to fight their way up that ladder right so they have a different kind of respect mm -hmm. for everything mm -hmm. for the company for the field for their own work yeah mm -hmm. i definitely agree yeah compared to someone who was just single-handedly given everything on a platter to them where everything was already decided for them to get there like oh they didn't need to fight for anything so whenever it starts getting tough obviously they don't have as much resilience as the person who was forced to fight their way up there right or passion right mm -hmm. but just like I feel with every episode, we've derailed quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, so if you have forgotten what our original question was about, it was just, why do we think our grandparents' generation lasted longer in marriages as mm -hmm. opposed to us now? You mm -hmm. know, the younger millennials, Gen Z. And I think a big, big part of that is social media. Now, hear me out. I am not blaming social media. I'm not saying social media is destroying marriages. I think it's how people use it. People have so much access and temptation. Everything's at your fingertips, literally. All you right. have to do is tap. Everything's a tap away. Mm -hmm. So I believe just because of how easily people can obtain it, they're easier to give in to mm -hmm. that temptation and that evil. <laughs> right. You know, and whenever you have that many options of people you can hook up with, people you can date, people you can just, you know, have fun with, why would they want to settle down? And not to say it didn't happen back then. I'm sure we've all heard of a lot of stories of older generations and how a lot of those men had like secret families or like yeah. two, three different lives, you know, one family here, one family over there, and no one knew of each other. That's because it was so much easier to keep it hidden. You didn't have access to a lot of things we have access to now. Mm -hmm. And so I think, like I said, social media just plays a huge part in it and not itself. So I think social media is great we use it to our advantage all the time you know and it can be a wonderful thing but also it has its super negatives and i think it has impacted marriages and relationships very negatively yeah i completely agree because with social media now obviously if we're a person who lives kind of who lives a double life you could say it's more likely that both families have their own social media accounts so there's a guarantee that they're going to be posting that same partner on both accounts and everybody pops up on everybody's suggestions or discovery feeds whatever it may be and it's so much easier to get caught so it's harder to keep those kinds of secrets regardless of whether you're the one posting it or not other right. people are posting you whether you want to or not mm -hmm. Have you seen those shit show posts like during the holiday times where two or three girls will post the same guy in matching pajamas? Mm -hmm. <laughs> shit like that, you know? Yeah. And even if you have your account on private, this world may seem big, but it's so small. Someone you know knows somebody else that knows somebody else that knows somebody else. Right. It's going to come to the light. No mm -hmm. matter how private you think it is, if it's up online, it's going to come out. Right. And I think I maybe that's why a lot of people decide to not post their significant um, other right and yes. then that in itself also causes issues yes because 
yes, there are people that don't post at all because they do enjoy their privacy and they don't want the world to know anything. But you could be with someone that doesn't view it that way and Mm -hmm. they see it more as, well, why are you hiding me? Why aren't you posting me? And I feel Mm -hmm. like that's also a huge argument a lot of people have. Right. You know, of you got to post me all the time or no, don't post me. Like, Mm -hmm. no matter what side you're on, it it could cause problems. Right. So it doesn't matter what decision you make eventually or essentially you're going to be making the wrong decision one way or another. It's right. going to backfire. That's definitely what it feels like. Like mm-hmm. there's no right thing to do nowadays. Right. With dating. And that's why I think it's so scary and intimidating, especially I feel like with our generation. And I know it's with every generation, mm-hmm. but I feel like more so with us probably because we can relate on a personal level but dating just feels so scary yeah because i feel like trust issues are at an all-time high Mm -hmm. and for good reason like people are out here cheating and not valuing relationships and trust and each other Mm -hmm. and i feel like a lot of people just don't view marriage like they used to Mm-hmm. Which makes sense because back then it felt like you had to and that was the ultimate life goal. And I feel like as a whole, we have switched over to that's not everything in life. Like right. if it comes, wonderful. And some people don't even want it at all. Mm-hmm. But it's harder, in my opinion, to find someone who values marriage the way you do. Right. You know what I mean? Because it's fine if you don't want marriage. I'm not saying you have to want marriage. Mm-hmm. But imagine if you're someone who does value marriage very highly and you meet someone who you think it's like your soulmate, but they don't hold that value. Right. You know, then what do you do then? Mm-hmm. Not blaming either party. Like you're both allowed to have your own values, but it is harder to find someone who aligns with what you believe in because there's just so many things out there now, you yeah. know? Like it's not just one option anymore. You have multiple options now. Exactly. And I think also social media has played a different kind of role in this not so much always cheating but it's so easy to be glued to our phone at all times which i'm guilty of people around me are guilty of like it's just so easy because you're constantly constantly looking at things you know and i feel like that makes a lot of people not be in the moment and obviously that takes away from your relationship because if your partner is feeling ignored if your partner is feeling not seen they're not going to want to be with you they're not going to want to deal with it because you want to be seen loved heard all those things by your partner but if they're 24 7 glued to their phone Obviously, it's an issue. So I feel like that's also a different kind of perspective that technology, social media, whatever you want to name it, has played into relationships. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And on top of that, I also think that people use social media as a way to vent as well, which we're all guilty of, myself included. I've done the exact same thing too. We It's so much easier to vent on social media because you're not seeing all the millions of faces that are reading your posts and stuff like that you're only seeing a screen and there's no faces on that granted yeah you see all the people that watch your stuff or who like your things and comment on it but there's not an actual face to it you know it's just still just a screen right it feels like sometimes like you're just ranting to yourself right right (laughs) like put me in a stage with millions of people i won't say a word i won't say anything you know yeah but it's so easy for me to talk about my feelings talk about my thoughts on my phone you know Mm -hmm. so and i think that is 
a very easy way for others to jump on opportunities, particularly with when it comes to relationships. If especially if you're venting about your relationships on social media publicly, especially, or even if you have your account on private, but you still have all those people on your account, those people have access to all the problems in your relationship. Mm-hmm. And some of them may even think, oh, she's having problems with her with her relationship or he's having problems with her with his relationship. Let me jump on this to see if I can, you know, make a move. Get with him. Or right. Her. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And that just creates even more problems in the end being too open and not only that but i so interesting that you brought that up but like when you're ranting and it doesn't only allow the other person to shoot their shot it also allows other people to be a negative voice inside of you because mm-hmm. back then when you're you when you were ranting you weren't doing it on social so you were more than likely doing it with your close circle right when you do it with your close circle most most of the time not always but most of the time they're going to be on your side right uh, when you post on social media, um, a lot of the times people that see it are strangers or people that are not very close to you. Someone maybe you had just seen around the halls at school and it was just like a hi bye thing, you know. So they're going to it's going to be easier for them to get in your ear with negative thoughts. Right. And it's just easy for us to read it, feed off of that negative energy and mm-hmm. make it maybe make your problems explode in real life. As opposed to if no one was in your head, no one was in your ear, you could think more clearly and be like hey maybe this is not that big of a deal maybe we can work it out i don't know i just feel like all all that just also adds negativity into it you know right yeah i completely agree to that too because for instance let's say you saw your boyfriend like out on the street and he had a brief conversation with another woman and like let's say that got to you started talking about that on social media keep in mind not everybody in your your social media platforms has all the context of your life with your partner so they don't understand you they don't know your partner on the same level that you do so they could have commented like oh girl like just leave him like he's cheating on you like for all you know all he could have been doing is that girl was lost and he was giving her directions like what (laughs) like lack of context you know people don't know everybody and they just kind of jump to conclusions or give advice where it's not supposed to be given and granted yeah it is a public space so obviously people are going to give unsolicited advice you know and they should i mean it is a public spot you know it is a public place to share your own thoughts and opinions and everything but at the same time like look at the people who are giving you that advice like do they really know you and your partner like think about it and just like you said put yourself in front of a bunch of people you're probably not going to say much so if someone you barely know is ranting to you in person about their relationship you're probably just going to be like oh i'm so sorry to hear that and Mm -hmm. maybe have all these thoughts but don't say anything because that's awkward right see it on social media it's so much easier to give your two cents right get on that typing and being like fuck that dude Mm -hmm. like respect yourself love yourself you deserve so much better Mm -hmm. and then you know that other person may start to think oh maybe i do deserve better and like i said just feeding off of that energy so i do think just in general social media has made it worse for a lot of couples especially because we're so easily influenced by other people's opinions Mm -hmm. some people more than others of course but it's just i feel like it's human nature to be influenced by other people's opinions right so just like you said when you post about your problems and someone tells you well fuck that guy you deserve better Mm -hmm. that's gonna be in the back of your head right you know especially like let's say not for that particular issue but what about the next issue and then that little voice is still like dang i do deserve better or i hadn't thought about this but maybe dealing with this 
does mean I don't love myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. And even though all these things, I also think all these things can be positive. Like maybe because I think we discussed about we discussed this last time that when you're in a toxic relationship, abusive relationship more so, you don't realize a lot of the times until you're out of it. Right. So I feel like like in those instances, it could make you realize, oh shit, maybe I am in an abusive relationship. Let me rethink what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So I do also think it can be positive. Right. But again, it goes to it goes how ways. you use it. Yeah. It depends on how you use social media. Yeah. But I actually have a question. Now that since we're on the topic of social media and relationships, I keep seeing like this thing on on Instagram where it's saying some people are like oh like they don't want to post their significant other on their social media like, at all whatsoever and then <laughs> oh, other man, people are like well if they don't post me on social media like they are they they're embarrassed hiding. of me they're hiding me like they don't want people to know about me what's your take on that like are you on one side or another are you on the fence I feel like I'm on the fence because there's a lot of truth to it because of what I have dealt with personally with the long-term relationship i was just in and you know we talked about this in the toxico episode Mm -hmm. my ex was very toxic at the time but i would post him non-stop with the cutest little messages and i think there's truth to the post that i've seen that whenever couples are constantly posting each other and like saying the nicest things like it's the complete opposite in Mm -hmm. person in real life and that's why they're posting it on social media like to make yourself feel better about it because it's like okay it's not just bad and like let me post all this nice shit because like you know we're in love and i dealt with that firsthand so i get the whole like if you're always posting each other it's not rainbows and roses behind closed doors so when you keep it private it's also to maintain your image not your image but like your privacy i don't know i don't that's a tough one i feel like because i've thought about it, i'm like what if i got a boyfriend who like never posted me and their reason was because you know to keep our privacy because people get in your head and social media can be negative i, I don't know right. i thought of both and i feel like i'm on the fence gotcha i can't make a decision what about you i'm on the fence not in the sense of like i can't make a decision but like i agree to both sides at the same time going back to the episode that we made about toxicos and whatnot whenever i was with my ex the first three years i would post all him right like i would just be posting about him all the time again with the cutest messages you know all that (laughs) like the the fucking novel caption (laughs) on like anniversaries and birthdays and Uh like thank you so much for being you Uh (laughs) (laughs) not laughing at you i'm laughing at myself yeah yeah (laughs) and then um the last three years that we were together i actually never posted him only on like my private accounts where i would have like three or four people and it wasn't ever like long ass messages it'd just be it'd be very simple things and it wasn't even pictures of him either it'd be his hand or his foot or like his leg or whatever very very secretive you know (laughs) I'll, i'll admit and it wasn't necessarily because i was embarrassed of him or anything like that but because so many people knew about our problems that i didn't want the whole world to see that we were together either so like was it like an embarrassment of what people thought of you right yeah then they're done that yeah (laughs) he had posted something about me again it wasn't my face or anything but she knew that it was me and then she went on and added me on snapchat and then i had posted a similar picture of him where it was like it wasn't his face it was just his shirt and his arms 
right? But it was like the same picture. It was the same scenery, same thing that, that we were doing. That he posted of you. Right. And whenever she saw that on my story, she swiped up on Snapchat and she was like, hey, can I ask y'all if y'all are back together? And I'm just like, my dude, this is really the only reason why you added me on Snapchat just to ask me if I was with him again? I'm like, get, no, get the fuck out. I'm sorry, but no. <laughs> I understand people are curious, but, like, at the same time, it's, like, it's not your business. Like, I understand if, like, we're pretty close. Right. We're friends. But it's just, we're not, it's not even that, like. I don't even know you like that. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't even spoken in years, you know, type yeah. of thing. The one that I always found strange, and I know a lot of girls hate this, and I've seen a lot of people on my social media and they've explained why they don't post their significant other because specifically with girls i feel like girls do it more they're shady in the sense that they see someone post their man and they tag them mm. they immediately go and add them even though they don't know you like that and they definitely don't know him like that mm -hmm. so it's just like why are you adding him gotcha so i i have seen a lot of girls say that they don't post their man for that reason because mm -hmm. they have seen there's been instances where like let's say me i post my man and tag him and then you go and add him well given like we don't really know each other like that okay um i post my man tag him you go and follow him and then message him gotcha. not necessarily shooting your shots straight mm -hmm. but you shooting your shot so i'm like hey mm -hmm. what's up right and you know guys are easy mm -hmm. guys are so easy <laughs> <laughs> oh yay <laughs> i got women attention <laughs> <laughs> um but that goes with the saying you know if he can be stolen he was never yours to begin with mm -hmm. so maybe it's a blessing in disguise if she messaged him and he left right <laughs> but not the point the yeah. point is just social media has made it so easy mm -hmm. and then i feel like it also makes it easy for people to jump to the next thing okay the next guy okay the next guy or next girl next girl like next person next person you know mm -hmm. and before i feel like you actually had to go out and interact with people so it made right. it more of an intimate activity like you had to go out see them talk to them and i feel like it was easier for them to or for you to see someone and be like oh i don't really like their personality after i had like a conversation with them that's fine like move on and maybe talk to the next person but now with social media like you can easily fake who you are online right not just look wise but you can so easily fake a personality mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah i get what you mean because that whenever you're in person you're not just reading off of what the person says you're kind of getting off on their vibes too am i even fucking with your vibes like if you don't fuck with that person obviously you're not going to want to keep seeing them right you know but like if y'all share like a good energy uh, or good connection with each other then of course you're gonna want to keep seeing each other but like if you're doing that through like a text or dms like you don't get a sense of that vibe or that energy or that connection with that person the only connection you're making is with your phone or you with know? yourself because the voice you're reading it in is your own right so you're making the tone for them mm -hmm. so yeah i feel like that it lacks authenticity in a exactly. sense. Exactly. So, and I feel like that also has added to the marriage um, topic, but also you know relationship topic, mm -hmm. and that all coincides. Right. Going back <laughs> to the topic of you know grandparents, did you yeah. have another reason why you think our grandparents' marriages lasted longer? You know what? Another one I think it is. Sorry, I'm jumping into my own question. No, no, you're good. You're good. Go for it. <laughs> you know how more so back then, the ultimate goal for every girl was to be married. True. 
Like, yeah. if you weren't married, you weren't woman enough. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so I think back then it was more of a hurry and like, oh my gosh, I have to do this or I don't have my life together. Yeah. And then when they did that, they couldn't really divorce because the ultimate goal was to be married. Mm -hmm. And if they were to divorce, it was not likely at all back then for you to remarry. Right. Or for someone to find you worthy. Mm hmm after a certain age right like if they saw that you had been married and they were divorced after and it was probably it was young ages like 30 and divorced then you're not worthy like what's mm -hmm. wrong with you why are you divorced right you know mm -hmm. and so i think it was also a fear of women because they felt like probably they weren't going to be a part of society anymore be accepted by their peers family kids maybe oh i can't i can't leave because who who am I out of this marriage? Like women are just supposed to marry, have kids, take care of the house. Right. What the what the fuck am I supposed to do? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so I in my opinion, I think a lot of it was just obligation. Mm -hmm. Like they just couldn't leave for one right. reason or another. Like I've already said like three different ones that I think were possible. Yeah. Probably millions more. I just think ultimately it boils down to obligation. Mm -hmm. The whole sense of most women at during that time wanting to be wives and being mothers and the caretaker of the household and everything. That where what the fuck was I going with this? Oh, that became <laughs> sorry that kind of in a sense kind of became their identity so to leave that would be to lose themselves yeah so of course i mean granted i kind of experienced that but in a different way of leaving that relationship i imagine it to be it it would feel the exact in a similar sense obviously yeah. but just different context different situation you right. know so um i understand why staying for that because you're not trying to lose a sense of yourself and also they were because you said that they were married super young because i actually like was talking about this with my dad not that long ago he got he got married with my mom he was 24 she was 23 so she was my age i'm thinking about it now it's just like i cannot imagine myself being married right now i feel like i'd be I'm way too young to be married. I feel like that's way too early for me. And I'm sure if you ask your mom, especially as being Mexican from Mexico, si le preguntas, I'm pretty sure que te, di, que te va a decir que back then, eso, she was considered old. Maybe not like super old, but like on the older side. Mm -hmm. She was getting close to that. Because they also had that mentality, I don't know if you've heard some of them talk, que you're not desirable mm. after a certain age. Yeah. Just like wait a fuck yeah in my opinion your prime is when you're 30 yeah i feel like in your 20s like even look wise like if you like look at your favorite artist mm -hmm. i've noticed this look at your favorite artist and you know how you can like google like let's say can you angelina jolie let's say angelina jolie in her 20s mm -hmm. and then look at her angelina jolie in her 30s like more than likely she, she looks so much better in her 30s yeah that's just my opinion, though. <laughs> no, I completely agree, though, because I'm like, I actually had read, re not not read, but like I had seen like this post recently where supposedly, uh, I mean, you have your glow up whenever like you're in puberty, you know, but you get your second glow up whenever you're like 24, 25. And whenever I read that, I was just like, oh, I'm about to be 24. I'm about to have my second glow up. <laughs> 
don't tell me that because damn i'm still waiting for mine going on 27 that's why i'm holding on to hope that it's in, in your, your 30s. 30s yeah 30s is your third glow up but then also granted it's to do with your life too right like with me i felt like i couldn't have my glow up until i left a lot of negativity behind and that's not just including my ex like i had a leave of my i had to leave a lot of my own negativity behind too like a mm-hmm. lot of grudges i was holding because i am a true believer that if you're ugly inside it's gonna translate outside yeah because once you're happy like that that just automatically translates and it just mm-hmm. makes you prettier on the outside right i don't care what nobody says i stand by that and i will die on that hill <laughs> <laughs> i completely agree with that though because i mean after all your life experience is made up of whatever you make it out to be so if internally you're miserable your external life is going to be miserable mm-hmm. so but that just also made me think about again adding on to the social media social media has made everything just picture mm-hmm and so a lot of people have become so shallow when it comes to relationships. Mm-hmm. And if you're not Instagram model picture perfect, they're not even going to look your direction because mm-hmm. they're thinking about how you look and that's it. Right. And I was thinking of that because, you know, like when what, like I do stand by that, like if you're pretty on the inside, it's going to translate and you're just pretty on the outside mm-hmm. and it just makes people around you like you. Right. When you take away the in-person interaction you're taking away from having to look at people way beyond the face Mm -hmm. because what do you do when you talk to someone online all you're picturing is their profile picture right like let's be real like that's all you're picturing obviously because you don't know their personality and so if they're not physically attractive to you you're not even going to give them the light of day right as opposed to in person let's say even yet like they're not your type and you don't find them that attractive but from the moment they said hello to you you just felt that vibe like something sparked right and yeah you may think like okay it's not necessarily my type and what i would normally go for but that vibe like let me give it a shot yeah you can't do that on social media because right. what vibe are you getting you ain't mm-hmm. getting no vibe <laughs> right <laughs> and so i feel like it's also made finding a relationship that much harder mm-hmm because everything is so just physical physical mm-hmm. and if i don't like the way you are i'm not even going to give you a date a uh, day of time mm-hmm. and i'm also guilty of that like i've had guys message me and just off the bat i'm like i don't like you from your pro- profile picture like i'm not even going to entertain this conversation mm-hmm. and that's not fair because i could probably have so much in common with them and the guys that do catch my attention are like just blah yeah you know like no personality that matches my energy because i'm a very high energy so to match my energy you gotta have hella energy right and i don't know how to yeah you know what i mean right (laughs) (laughs) i know what you mean (laughs) but it's hard to like i said obviously i can't get that off of social media but Mm -hmm. on social media it's all i get the picture and so it's just i don't know i i just think that all adds to the it's a generational difference that we just we're not exposing ourselves to what our grandparents were having to expose themselves to when it came to relationships yeah i will say though that the shallowness that there is now is kind of similar what to i would imagine would be back then in a different sense so i feel like how that would be translated back then was popularity in a sense 
So obviously, like if you're more, if you're raised like in a smaller town or in a smaller like barrio or in el rancho, lo que sea, right? You only knew like certain amount of people. You're not living in a huge ass city with like hundreds, thousands of people, you know. So if you're growing up like in this like little community with you only know like ten, fifteen other families, you know, everybody's gonna be talking to each other. You know, everybody knows everybody's cheese, man. Everybody knows everybody's like business. You know, like there's no privacy up in there. But because you're staying in that little town or that barrio or like the rancho, whatever, you know, that little community, you're probably gonna be shallow in the sense of like you go for like the most socially acceptable person or like the prettiest person or like let's say like there's one particular girl in that town that's like everybody says is the prettiest girl in town. So if you go on to like marry her, have kids with her simply because she has a pretty face and you don't even like her personality, I feel like that's the translation from back then into how it is now in terms of shallowness. Right. So not to say it's never existed. It just evolutionized or. Right. Is that the right word? Yeah, for sure. It has changed with time. Mm -hmm. I just think it's a lot easier with social media right mm-hmm. but yeah no i i completely agree like all the things that are problems now were problems back then right and that's why i wanted to start off with how you thought i mentioned the question mm-hmm. because it's not to say that they were perfect back then or right. that i even think they worked out better back then mm-hmm. no like i still think a lot of them had a lot of issues and this is another point i wanted to bring how you had mentioned how people go on social media and plaster their mate sometimes i think obviously because of social media and shit it's so much easier for us to see the problems of other people Mm -hmm. back then a whole bunch of people had problems too even maybe more so than now we don't know Mm -hmm. and the thing is because it wasn't publicized the way it is now right you know like Like now we're seeing all the people talking crap about other people we have the tabloid tmz Mm -hmm. always coming up with story not coming up with stories but like bringing out stories publishing stories (laughs) that was like happened like years ago even when the stuff that you publicize on instagram or facebook or whatever let's say you've been with your significant other for like the past 20 years and you've been uh, publicizing them on all your social media platforms since then they see the pro like they can easily go back into your profile five ten years from now and see the problems that you had back then especially if you didn't delete them Mm -hmm. you know like they can follow your whole problematic relationship (laughs) on facebook right you know like you have no privacy there (laughs) right And even if you think it's private, people can dig it up. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Like, they don't have you as a friend on Facebook and your account is private? All right, let me go see if I find any, if I know any of your mutual friends. We got any mutual friends? All right, let me go hit her up. Be like, hey, can you? I sound so fucking toxic right now. Be like, hey, can you go check his profile type shit? She knows how to do it. (laughs) (laughs) She knows how to dig it up. But yeah, no, like that's what I mean. Like just everything with social media is just so easily attainable. It's so easy to just see it. And that wasn't the case back then. So we weren't as aware of the problems as we are now. That's just what's made the difference. Mm -hmm. I still think back then there's hella issues. People were still hella toxic. You hear a lot of stories of a lot of men having double lives. Mm -hmm. That was such a common story. Yeah. Of a lot of men having double having double lives and having two whole ass families and the mm-hmm. families didn't know of each other yeah so like it's always happened it's just it was a lot harder to know about it back then it was easier to keep those kinds of secrets back then it was a lot easier to hide it yeah because now nowadays obviously if you're married or like if you have two 
girlfriends and you have a kid with each one of them they're going to be posting about it and then the other girlfriend's going to be posting about it and then what if they pop up on like their discovery <laughs> feed right You're like hey is that my husband in that picture you tap on it and it's like what is he doing in this bitch's profile <laughs> like the fuck or even if like you the women live in two completely different continents mm-hmm the world is smaller than you think. Someone's going to know someone who knows someone who knows someone. Yeah. And you're going to find out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's harder to keep secrets with social media. For sure. So, yeah. That's why, generally speaking, that's why I think they lasted longer back then. Secrecy. Mm-hmm. It was easier to keep it under the rug. Yeah. Keep it hidden. Now everyone knows everything. And even if you don't publicize it, if someone sees you out and about cheating... Mm -hmm. It's so much easier for someone to take a picture, create a fake profile within like, what, five minutes maybe? Mm -hmm. And send it to the girl or send it to the guy. Right. A lot of people give Anonymously giving Mm -hmm. out your secrets. Right. And that's so much easier to do as opposed to, let's say back then you saw the mate cheating. It would feel more awkward having to go in person and being like, hey, this is what I saw. Mm -hmm. And it would probably be harder to have proof. Because, you know, it's so easy for the person who is getting cheated on to be like, no, you're lying. Mm-hmm. Like we've, a lot of us have been there where it's like, right. no, like you're just wanting to get in between us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me and my baby against the world. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like now it's just so easy to just literally pull out your phone, take a picture, send that picture to that girl and be like, hey, this young man, right? Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people get off on relationships not working. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm not saying they're wrong for sending that message. But a lot of the times, honestly, those messages being sent are so pointless. I don't know. That's how I see it. It's a whole other conversation. Maybe that's just my PTSD talking. Because, <laughs> girl, I went through that too. But I don't want to get into it right now. Back then, if you were happy to like go through all that, I would imagine most girls or most women would have wanted to sweep all of those problems under the rug rather than let everybody else find out because you don't want to be the talk of the town, you know? And now... The complete humil- humiliation. Right. Even though it's humiliating now still, but mm-hmm. I... Yeah, more but, so back then. Yeah. I think it's more... It might have been more humiliating back then than it is now because nowadays we've normalized being cheated on or cheating so much now that it's like if you get cheated on now you wouldn't be the talk of the town like you would back then Mm -hmm. you know so nowadays it's like oh you've been cheating you've been cheated on i'm like who hasn't type of thing it's just like join the club so either you're on the been cheated on club or you're the cheaters club one of the two but it's it's just normal now and mm-hmm. it's not it's still humiliating being cheated on but the only difference is that you don't feel humiliated from all the other people now mm-hmm. because they don't point the finger at you or they don't start whispering about you behind your back or you know right you like that doesn't happen anymore mm-hmm. it, everybody's just like oh so like it happened they move on right you know like you're not the focus of it. Everyone's too self-involved now to right. get too rat's ass about what's going on with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And not only were on top of that, I think it was also because back then marriage was the ultimate and only goal in life. It was either you're married or you failed in life. <laughs> right. And now it's like, oh, you're not married? 
a bunch of people aren't Mm -hmm. it's not that big of a deal i don't feel like it's the ultimate goal for most people anymore right and so i think that also plays a part in it yeah i think so too because if you're not married like okay because additionally back then if you were everybody's goal was to be married like in their 20s nowadays most 20 year olds aren't married right they don't want to be married and if they are i'm like they more more than likely you see them having more traditional values but for the most part or at least the people that i've surrounded myself with most of them are never got married in their 20s or don't aspire to be married in their 20s you know they have other goals that they want to achieve before marriage and they see marriage as a goal that they want to achieve later on in their life Mm -hmm. in a different chapter of their life like 30s 40s whatever era that they would want that in you know but Mm -hmm. marriage isn't set on such a high pedestal as it used to be for sure i Mm -hmm. think the tradition and the value of it has decreased a lot in people's minds Mm -hmm. right not saying it's a bad thing or a good thing it's just to me it's like a whatever thing but definitely not as valued as it used to be right I think marriage back then also gave you, put you on a social status order. It brought you up in the status ladder, Mm -hmm. right? And nowadays, it's not that same way. Right. It's either you're either you're married or you're not. But it's like who gives a rat's ass? (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's just like it doesn't increase your chances of moving up the status ladder Mm -hmm. anymore. Right. And not only that, but the economy has made it very hard because whenever you think of a marriage, of course, you want to be more financially stable. One of the two main goals after marriage would be like having kids, buying a house. And that has become so unreachable for most of us, you know, in in our 20s and our 30s that we're just trying to make it day by day. We're just trying to pay our bills that marriages, relationships are a lot, like a lot more in the back burner for mm-hmm. a lot of people because we're just trying to survive. I know. <laughs> At this point, survival is our main concern and not marriage because mm-hmm. marriage doesn't get us out of that. Right. And a lot of the times you hear of more, it's bringing on more problems because a main statistically speaking a main problem in a lot of relationship that causes arguments and fights is financials Mm -hmm. people fight a lot over money and then the way life is right now i can't even imagine how much people are arguing about it you know know. yeah it's it's hard on us Mm -hmm. (laughs) how do we do it i know but i can speak from firsthand for myself yeah i definitely don't even want to like think about a relationship right now because like i said it's just survival mode right now my main focus is just working as hard as i can making the most money that i can just to pay my bills (laughs) right not even to be rich or wealthy or anything Mm -hmm. like that right now the only goal seems to just do the bare minimum as far as like paying the bills Mm -hmm. because that has even become very very hard (laughs) I know. I was recently looking at this post. I was looking at it today, too. It was showing, like, a graph comparing the monthly household income or the yearly income compared to the prices on houses and how it's changed from back then to now. And then it showed another graph uh, comparing income, yearly income, to yearly debt for college tuition. And the graphs are, like, 
unbelievable. The wages usually stay around the same and they increase a little here and there, but the expenses in terms of buying houses and spending on your college tuition, it's made a huge jump. It's the growth is exponential. It's not just like increasing little by little, not. Nah. It's like exponentially growing. It like know. skyrocketed. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like how does it make sense that we're supposed to be keeping up with this? Like there's make no the way. math make sense yeah and i know a little more so back then it was well live under your means it's like people are still doing that now and still can't make it by right i keep seeing a lot of posts of married couples who make close to 100 grand a year together and they're still living paycheck to paycheck mm-hmm. and they're not living a luxurious life it's just a middle class regular married couple with no kids mm-hmm. and they can still barely make it by because insurance rate or insurance rates are up mortgages are up just everything is up. up i know. don't even get me started on groceries oh my oh, god ridiculous <laughs> and with all that being said i think that's my two cents as to why our grandparents generation had longer lasting marriages than us but yes just to clarify for those of you who misunderstood the question like i did in the beginning that it's not about whether they worked out or not better than they do now. It's the length of the relationship. Right. But thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. And you can always find us on all of our social media at the Puff Lounge Podcast. We are posted up on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Hopefully soon, we will be adding YouTube into the mix. So we hope to see you soon. And we hope that you're able to not only listen to us, but see us quite very soon. (laughs) I'm excited. And that's an announcement that we will be making on social media. So like Ellie just said, go ahead and follow us there. So you're always up to date on what we're up to. Mm -hmm. And don't forget to turn on your notifications. Never miss an episode. Yes. And we'll see y'all back here in two weeks. Bye. Bye.